Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No. No, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Movie comedy podcast, and we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie spoilers and all. And this week, I am Ketrin Porter, and I'm going to be telling Kim a wee little tale. And I'm Kim Burns, and I'm going to try and stay alive. Um, hi, how are Hello, you? I'm good. I went to an acupuncturist today, and they said they're going to heal me and fix all the things, and I'm very excited about it. Yay! And uh, then I go out of town for two weeks. Yeah, when do you leave to go out of town? I leave tomorrow. I leave Friday, and I go to okay. New York, meet up with you and Sync, and then go to Philly with Sync, and then go to Philly with my family, and then go to Colorado for work. You're quite a little jet setter. Mm-hmm. I, I am headed to Baltimore tomorrow to sit by my pool. And then I'm going to take a train to New York, meet up with Bernsey and the girls. Then I, too, am going to Philly and then back to Baltimore to my pool. Katrin's going to see the infamous tracks, you guys. I After this recording, <laughs> she will have seen the tracks. I can't. <laughs> and my home where I grew up. She's, gonna, she's getting the whole Kim Burns Philly tour. I really can't express to you, like, I've had, I'm having, like, <laughs> dreams about a photo shoot on the tracks on the dead tracks like I'm so excited about it it's irrational but I don't care (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) I just she's gonna get the good the bad the drama 
all yeah. of it. Well, you know what I think it is, is like, I have had the privilege based on like, like where I grew up and like where we went to college that like Kim's gotten to see like a lot of my childhood. You know, I've gotten That's to point true. out a lot of things that made me me and I haven't really gotten to do that. I mean, like Ocean City, but that's not where you're from. That wasn't, you know, that no. was just a part of your life. So I'm just excited to like see very, little baby Kim Burns. <clears throat> I know. Baby. I'm excited to show you and serve um, you a, a vegetarian cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. When I saw, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm so excited about it. Well, the place that I like doesn't have vegan cheesesteaks. It would be the vegetarian one, which is like what I used to get when I was vegetarian. And then uh-huh. on that same trip, decided not to be a vegetarian anymore and then eat a full cheesesteak. Yeah. Um, but that other place probably has like fake meat kind of cheesesteaks kind of thing. Um, yeah. Which maybe we can try to stop by or something. But that's not going to be where I'm taking everyone else. We have to go for a real, the best one. It's Steve's, by the of way. Of course. And I, you can and I will come watch. I will watch everyone eat Steve's, and then you can take me on a special, special little trip to the vegan place. Kristen, try to like <laughs> send us some list of information about Philadelphia, and I was like, "Ma'am, excuse Kim me, was not having it." It was like things to do in Philly, and it was like all the things that we're gonna do already. A <laughs> and B, it was like uh, a list in order of like best cheesesteaks, and I was like, "Fuck you." Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that was ballsy to put them in hierarchical order. You know, yeah. that, that's them's fighting words. That's true. I yeah, I feel like from, we should um, probably, like, you know, do all the fun touristy shit for sure. Run up the rocky yeah. steps and things. Yeah. I'm, good photo I'm down. Shoots. See the Liberty Bell. Down for all of it. Um, yeah. I... I have I'm excited because I really only tell two people now that I'm coming home uh just because and the entire podcast well but I'm planning it because I'll already be <laughs> by the time you guys hear this we're already be we're already yeah there and home and back yeah back um, right? I don't know when are we what's happening <laughs> I guess so yeah it'll yeah. be the last day of our trip yeah um but uh Sorry, you missed us. Yeah, but uh, my uh, best friend from high school, Lauren Demi, just moved back to Baltimore. She hasn't lived in Baltimore. Shut up. Like, since we graduated high school. Did she live in, like, Guam? Mm -hmm. That's not even a joke. She actually did. Like, I wasn't being being facetious. Yeah, so (laughs) now there's, like, one more person that, like, gets a little text about when I'm going to be home. And it's it's very exciting. Yeah, so that's Um, our little deal. And then Ketra and I got to go to a little haunted scary thing Friday night. Yes. We went to like uh, L.A. has a new like summer haunted house thing it's called like Valley Fright Nights. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of waiting in line. Well, let's be real. So much. Uh, didn't understand what we were waiting for because what happens is you just go straight through like there's no like entering a space and then you choose when to go into the three different mazes or whatever it's not like a con a road like you're just like you go straight through and there's that that's it you know and then there's some like food trucks and stuff at the end but I was like this was not how I was expecting it to be and it caused quite the backup yeah um yeah but it was super fun and we had like 14 people with us so like 
that makes standing in line fun, to be honest. That was really, that was the kicker. It was like, if it had just been a small group of people, like it would have been, you would have been very aware of how long you were standing in line. But I enjoyed everyone that I was standing with so much that I, it was, it was honestly, it was fine. But it was a lot of lines. So Valley Fright Nights, Asterix, your houses were really, really cool. There's one at the end. I don't want to give any spoilers, but like the third house is they do something I've never seen done in a house. I agree. Or a haunted anything. It was very cool. So um, that was very cool. And Kat and I like, you know, are the most scared ever. And then somehow we have this silly podcast where we pretend that we can stay alive in horror movies and yet we're the first people that are like so scared screaming the loudest Uh, what did I say (laughs) because okay so while we were waiting in line some scare actors came and like you know chainsaws and stuff like that yeah all around but like they know who's the scaredest and so they come after you you know Mm -hmm. and so right as they first came out Ketrin like jumped on my back was hugging (laughs) me so hard like like clawed on top of me and was screaming and I was like no they're gonna know I was trying to be tough and cool and be like I don't care and I was like stop being scared on my back stop being scared on my back because I knew they were gonna come for us and they did and they did they did and I was like now they know and I was like it's so funny though that it's just like we're the ones that say we could quote unquote survive a harmony and we're immediately like though (laughs) though I did discover a new tactic that oh my gosh. all intents and purposes this is my favorite kept thing. me alive. So the actors, you know, were standing in line for eternity. And so they aren't just going by with chainsaws. They're also, like, directly in your face interacting with you. And it's, it's a lot, you know. And we were standing in line for a while. So I was kind of like, yeah, I get it. You don't need to come talk to me anymore. But I learned that if you just start talking to the actors about how they won't commit... And you start trying to make out with them. Uh, they run yeah, away they really from you. Leave pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. They ran. I chased two of them yeah. away myself. I know. So, and then I started using it, and it worked too. Yeah. So I guess you know, joke all you want, but this bitch stayed alive. Hashtag story of my life. Just, um, <laughs> just use everyone's commitment phobiness. Uh, what? Yep. That's I, I got it. Um. That was so funny. What was the other? There was, I was like, oh, I want to remember these like four things that were really funny. There oh, was one, one was like, <laughs> one I think was you're like, going to see. The, the clown maze. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, when you're in really high tense situations, you can't help what comes out of your mouth. No. So that was like the stop being scared on my back thing. And then also like, in this maze, so you could only go in like four or five people at a time. Yeah. So it was like me, Ketrin, Eric, and then Ketrin's cousin and her boyfriend. And so there's three different houses, mazes, and like we went in different orders for each one. But the last one was clowns. <laughs> and I happened to be in the back in that one. And you know how like a lot of times people jump out and they kind of like scare the first group, half of you, but then also kind of follow you in the back, you know? Yeah. So like that was happening, but also at the same time, like we were catching up to like the group of people ahead That's of us. That's what it was. Yeah. So we kept like missing our scares and stuff like that. So they were like, okay, like let's just stand here for a minute. Like let's like build some space between us and the people in front of us. But like, <laughs> so 
so we're just kind of standing there. But Kim goes into full like, like, panic like line mode. panic mode and line from an action movie that the comedic that the comedic third banana says, where there's somebody coming up behind her and he's really getting in her face and she just goes, "Guys, I have a friend! I have a friend!" Because like I couldn't move forward because they were stopping and this clown was like on my ass and I was like, "I have a friend! I have a friend!" I was like, "Why did I say it that? Why did I say those words?" It was beautiful. It was great. I just could really see that, like, in a movie where it's like, come on, guys, I've got a friend. But you're like, you know, you have a bazooka over your shoulder ready to blow him up. That's, that was great. Yeah, so Valley Fright Nights. And then the other one was, um, <laughs> there was, like, this lady scare actor. I don't know what she was. She had, like, a big pink mask on. Yeah. So, uh she really would stare you down, though. Yeah. Um, she had a gun that made a very loud oh, noise. Oh, yeah. Very loud noise. And she <laughs> had, like, a gummy worm sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Together. That nice young lady. <laughs> and I guess she gave a piece to our friend Corey, and he ate it. And so she was, like, staring at me, and I don't know what I was fucking doing. So she offered, she was like, do you want some? And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, totally. So she like, but I didn't. I just was joking. <laughs> By that time, we'd been there first through two mazes already. We'd already been there for hours of standing. And so I was like, sure. And then so she like gives me a piece. And so I'm. it's like the teeniest little piece. It's like the size of like my, the tip of my finger. And <laughs> she... She's like, but her fingers looked dirty. Dirty. Like her hand looked dirty. It was a, we were in a dirt field. Like yeah. it wasn't, you know, she just, she was a scary person. She was a, yeah, she was a dirty, I think scary. She dirtied herself up. And yeah. like, I didn't want to eat that worm out of those dirt hands. No. I don't know where those dirt hands have been. They've been in the dirt. And so like all of our friends are like watching. <laughs> <laughs> And she's staring at me and, like, wanting me to eat it so badly. And so then I, like, (laughs) (laughs) not stealthily at all. (laughs) Fake eat it. Like, I just put it, like, past my mouth and then close my mouth and, like, try to drop it behind my shoulder. But then I drop it onto my shoulder. (laughs) And then fake chew. And she did not like that. She got very mad at me. No, and then she, she stared at me for, no joke, at least a full five minutes straight. She just oh, stood there God. staring at me no matter where I went. And I was That's... like, <laughs> and then told all of her friends that I didn't need her thing. And then they all started chainsawing me. And stuff. Did you try to tell her how in love with her you were? I didn't. I was too busy throwing food onto my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all in all. And we Vince, enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> I was like telling Vincent, he's like, oh, we saw. We all saw. <laughs> it was so yeah. fun. It was so. really fun. It was really fun. Cause I, and also Kim, Kim, Kim's and my schedule gets pretty congested in the actual month of October. And I don't feel like we actually have time to do I know all we of miss, the fun like, things. Lots of stuff. Um, so the fact that, like, at least in L.A., people are starting the Halloween shit early. In or, August. Which I mean, is hey, great. there's always actors around to, yep. to scare you. There's no <laughs> shortness of actors who are trying to chew up long. some scenery. 
Yeah. Well, do you want to hear a movie? I do. I texted Kim late last night. I was like, I need to hear about your first movie. Um, okay. So my first movie, and I, I don't really think it's possible to do. There's just like no choices. And the movie just isn't about that. Um, it's called Psycho Beach Party. It was made mm-hmm. in 2000. And what it is, is it's a parody of those beach movies from the 1960s with like Gidget and, you know, uh, who's the chick that was Antoinette and Annette Fudicello, like those kinds of movies, you know? And so it was like a straight parody of that. Everyone is acting in that very sort of like silly heightened style. It's got Lauren Ambrose, stars Lauren Ambrose, Amy Adams, Nicholas Brendan, the guy who plays Greg from Dharma and Greg. So like a real who's who of the 2000s. But it was a very funny parody but the way that it was structured there was not a single choice to be made there was not a single mystery there was not a Mm -hmm. single choice to be made so I got to the end of the movie which again the end I was like if I had known what the end was I would have been like oh there's really no choice to make like there's nothing about it that was in anyone's Mm -hmm. control Um, so I texted him and I was like have you seen Prey, which is on Hulu, which is the prequel to Predator? And she hadn't. I then texted Mackenzie to say, can I see Prey if neither Kim nor I have seen the Predator? A- Asterix, I feel like we probably both seen it, but neither of us have memories, so it was fine. But Mackenzie- I literally told Ketcher and I was like, well, I haven't seen Predator. And then I real quick like Googled it and I was like, oh, why does all of this look familiar? And I was like, maybe I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't so. have a strong recollection. But then when I started, once I saw the pictures, I was like, okay, some things are coming back to me. Yeah. So I think that I have, but I don't I, know, a thousand I years ago. Don't, I don't think that I ever saw it. Like for a second, I thought that I did. But then I thought about like when yeah. it came out and like that's just not a movie that I would have gone to the movie theater to see and there isn't anyone who would have like shown it to me or been like let's watch this so I was like I don't yeah. I don't think I've seen it but it's so part of like the cultural lexicon that I was like I'm sure I have but anyway didn't need it came into this with very fresh eyes so um, I'm sure that there are lots of fun easter eggs that I wouldn't have necessarily known were there I caught some of them but it um I'm Excited to say this, I think, is my favorite movie of 2022. Mm. Like, as a film, like, basically, I watched it last night, and then I watched it again today to actually take notes on it, and I was excited to watch it again, and excited to watch it for a third time with Eric. So, it's uh, fantastic. Um, Yay. I mean, people have been talking it up, so. Yeah. Um, Not surprised. Yeah, it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, uh, who also wrote it with Patrick Asen, and it obviously came out this year, and it's on Hulu. Okay, Dead or Alive. Nauru. Alive. Uh, Sorry. Alive. Tabe. Dead. Stogie. Alive. Raphael. Dead. And Paca. Alive. Okay. Whew, here we go. 
So it opens on black screen with a Comanche uh, girl saying in Comanche, a long time ago, it is said a monster came here. And then she also says it in English. So we open on these like beautiful, expansive, uh, what we would consider to be now like the Midwest um, landscapes. And there is a Comanche girl who's asleep in her teepee and someone like kicks her awake and then goes back out of the teepee. And she's got this sweet little dog named Sorry. Um, oh, I will also say, I anticipated there was going to be some lots of animal situations in this because of where it takes place. But I learned that if I look up on that Does the Dog Die website and I just read all of it ahead of time, I'm fine. So they just tell you exactly what's going to happen, exactly how it's going to be done. Who like it was? It was great. That's um, my nightmare. Wh- which part? Knowing things in advance. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. So, sweet little dog named Sari, who kind of looks like, he's like a little, he's like a little gold dog. He almost looks like. I know what like, he looks like. Oh, you said, yeah. So that's, that's what he is. And. I know that, and I know that the actress is a, is a she dog. Yes. Because people keep talking about it a She's, lot. I have seen, most of the things I've seen about Pride have been about the dog. She's a really good girl, and you're going to lose your mind. I am very excited. You actually get to make choices as her a couple Ah, times. Yay! Oh, my gosh! Yeah, it's really great. I'm excited. I'm going to be the best girl with her. She's a really good girl. Um, So she goes out of her teepee, and the rest of the tribe is up and working, and it was just, like, a really beautiful shot of just her kind of, like, walking through her village and just sort of seeing what everybody is doing as the sun comes up. Uh, We now cut to her, like, height of daytime, and she's chopping away at the ground to, like, get a root out of the ground, and she's clearly dissat, like, bored. Like, Mm -hmm. wishes she was doing something else. And she looks up at a tree and, like, kind of gets a smile on her face. We now cut to her practicing throwing her tomahawk at the tree. And she's fucking lethal. Like, Mm -hmm. she would definitely beat me in an axe throwing contest. Let's just (laughs) say that for sure. Um, and like, she actually like makes not an X, surprising. not surprising, <laughs> actually makes an X on the tree, like a perfect uh-huh. symmetrical X and super proud of herself. We now cut to her. She's clearly abandoned the gathering and gardening portion of her day. She's not interested. So she, we now cut to her and she's hiding behind a fallen tree stump. And sorry is next to her. And uh, she sees a white-tailed stag in front of her. And she tells the dog to do something with words and with sign language. And the dog, like, stays there but clearly, like, understood this is the plan that we're mm-hmm. doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as she's about to throw her tomahawk, a roll of thunder scares the deer... She go. She and the dog then go running after the deer through the woods. And Sari is trying to herd 
the the deer while she's running after it and she mm-hmm. does this she does this multiple times in the in the film she does this really cool parkour move where she'll jump off a tree to make a quick turn so like rather than having to maybe like go around a tree she'll just use the tree to like make sure. a right angle turn and yeah, that's what I do all the time all the time I have no time for for walking around trees yeah honestly just... it was more that I was impressed because normally I've only ever seen Kim or I do it yeah you know and it like looks really incredible yeah when i, I do, do it, it yeah i do not, it at malls not Disneyland. at all yeah totally it's it's really useful it's fla- so, there's no flailing of arms about no you know. so she does that and she looks fine you know she doesn't look like us but <laughs> obviously it's fine it's um, like we'll give you the tomahawk throwing but like come on parkour off trees <laughs> parkour <laughs> <laughs> that's us so the deer escapes her she she isn't going to outrun it. But then she hears a yelp. And this was the no. first thing that I read on the internet. No. She goes to Sari and his her tail is caught in a metal trap. Uh, my baby. But uh, she gets it out and then she rubs like an herby poultice on mm-hmm. the cut and Sari is fine. Licks her face. Goes back to Aww. her life. And it's just totally fine. But then Naru picks up the contraption and is clearly like, I don't, I've never seen this before. I don't know what this is. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Another giant roll of thunder with no storm. Uh, She looks up. I'm not sure if she sees this or if the audience sees this, but after that roll roll of thunder, there appears to be something coming through the atmosphere. Um, and the effect is really cool. So it's as if the contraption is invisible coming through the atmosphere, but it is made of like red crackly lightning. So like anytime it comes against like air pressure or anything like that, it sort of like has this crackly kind of uh, look to, and it's very cool. Pray is now across the screen. We now cut to a hawk soaring through the sky. Second animal situation. Naru is standing with her brother Tabe. And Tabe is very clearly um, a very impressive hunter for his tribe. So who is he again? Uh, we don't know yet, but it's okay. her brother, yeah. Okay. Um, because what he now says, they're both holding a bow and arrow pointing at the hawk. And Tabe says, I remember when father told me I was ready for Katamiya, the big hunt. And he says, you were little, so mother took you to gather medicine. Father and I went up the hill and she pretends to fall asleep as he's talking. Just being like, (laughs) and at that moment, he shoots the hawk and hits it. And he turns to her and he goes, while you were sleeping... Uh, which was a very popular movie in 1719. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they loved Tom Hanks. They did. And she says, no, I wasn't sleeping on it. I was waiting for it to circle back around because, see, now it fell on the other side of the river and you're going to have to cross the river to get it. Bitch. Ooh, bitch. Parkour. Hey. Hardcore parkour. And she turns to him and she says... 
Tabe, this morning I saw it. I saw a sign in the sky, the Thunderbird. She says, I'm ready for my Katamiya, the big hunt. And he says, you think you're ready for Katamiya? You think you're ready to hunt something that's hunting you? And she was like, yeah, bitch. We then get a title card that says the Northern Great Plains, 1719. So... We're talking kind of Oklahoma-ish area now. 1719. 1719. Yeah. I got distracted for a minute when you mentioned the animal thing again. Ketrin texted me. She was like, what's that um, (laughs) website about the dog? And whether it dies. Whether they tell you, like, they tell you, like, if the animals die, and I was like, does the dog die? Dot com. And she was like, oh. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't remember that super cryptic title. <laughs> like, I was like, I mean, just look at your own text, honestly, and put dot com after it. It was right there. Uh, <laughs> so that was our second animal situation. Again, you know, I noticed, like, obviously there's other things that happen, but this people that the people that are hunting these animals, it does feel different to me when I know that there's like a respect there. hundred percent. And I, it's not like I like, I don't want to watch it, but it doesn't make me like want to go Daenerys Targaryen. Like it doesn't fill me with like a really unpleasant sensation, I guess Mm -hmm. it probably feels like what everybody else feels like when they watch it. If I kind of know the context in which it's happening, I guess. Yeah. Um, so total tangent, but I really have to know if this is a universal thing. It just kind of reminded me of this when I said like a, a surge of unpleasant sensation. Let me set the scene for you. You're wearing a pair of headphones. Let's say you're wearing a pair of headphones with a cord, okay? Okay. And I'm currently doing that. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Easy. you're got it. But you're walking around. You're at the gym, okay. maybe. Okay. Yes. And your cord gets caught on something and jerks you. Yeah. Uh huh. Do you, at that exact moment, feel an irrational surge of rage into your body? Uh, I wouldn't call it rage. I get like a surge of like pins and needles. Wild. Okay. I would, I would say, I mean, I think usually mostly like, cause I'm picturing that I'm like running or something mm-hmm. on the treadmill. So it's like, it's almost just like a, it's a, it's a quick fear thing yes. more than anything. Interesting. So yeah, I wouldn't call it rage, but I get a quick, I get hot. It's a heat and pins and needle feeling. Okay. Like, well, now you just made this even more fascinating because I described it to Eric and he finished my sentence and he goes, surge of rage, like, like you've never been so angry in your entire life. And I was like, yes. And oh. I said, what do you think the evolutionary reason for that is? And he goes, it's probably like the way your body responds to a surprise or being trapped. And he was like, and one of the responses would be to fight. One of the responses would be whatever that feeling is for you. Yeah. But isn't that, I thought, I thought it was just me. And then he completed the sentence and I was like, that's fuck. What a weird fucking human thing. Yeah. That we have. It's funny because I agree with like the feeling of the wave of it, but I would never, ever relate it to rage. Wild. Which is interesting. Yeah. But it's hot. 
hot, mm. yes, but it's hot for me. It's hot, hot rage. Like I could, I could blow fire out of my eyes at that moment. No question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that response, but yes. also those things tend to be a little bit of a trauma thing for me. So yeah, it's hard to say like my initial reaction isn't usually anger. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, there's a lot of like animal instincts and things like that. And here, so I was just like, what a weird humans are so cool and weird. Um, I don't know. So cut to her back at her village and she's in the, in the tent or the teepee with her mom. I'm saying teepee. I'm nervous to say teepee because I'm not positive if the Comanche people called it a teepee. So I'm going to say teepee or tent, um, but I'm not positive what the term is. So apologies Mm -hmm. if that's not the correct term. They are grinding herbs for medicine on a stone. And uh, Nauru cuts off a piece of fish and gives it to Sari. And mom comments and she like runs out of the tent baby so cute and mom comments oh oh i guess i guess it's a he in the movie even though it's a a female actor but she says he's well trained and naru says it's easy because he's smart and mom looks at her and says not everything that's smart is easy to train Ooh, mom throwing shade um oh yeah, it was real shady. It was real shady. But it was also that shade that's like kind of a compliment. Like, like loving. Thank yeah. you. You just called me smart. So Naru asks if she's like, are we grinding this up for the war chief's bad knee? And mom says, yeah, it's it's getting worse. And then Naru kind of like um, rubs at the poultice that's on the rock. And she says, oh, you forgot the orange tootsia. And her mom looks at her and is like, realizes that she's right. I did forget the orange tootsie. And she says, who taught you that? And Naru says, you did. So she kind of like looks and is like, yeah, you're, you're fucking right. I fucking forgot the orange tootsie. So she puts it in there. Uh, Naru is sharpening her tomahawk and her mom is like, you know, your dad gave that to you to cut bread root. Doesn't need to be that sharp. And um, she says, I almost caught a whitetail with it. And mom says, can eat almost. <laughs> mom! Yeah. <laughs> the shade. shade. Yeah. And her mom then gets serious and is like, you're so good at so many things. Like, she's clearly very gifted medicinally. Yeah. And has a real knack for it very young. And she's like, why do you want to hunt? And Nara's like, because all of you say that I can't. Mm. Good for it, you. Yeah. This point, Taba... Tabe comes in with a hawk. Mom is very impressed. Naro is annoyed. <laughs> and mom sees that she's annoyed and says, go get some more orange tootsie. Get out of here. Cut to a spaceship flying what? over the plains. What? You know. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> a 1719 spaceship. Here it comes. Shit. And it's making a little drop off. Except it's a... 17,000, 1992 year spaceship. Exactly. Back in time. Yep. So it drops something off, little space Uber, 
and uh, an invisible predator appears. So, do you recall how it was invisible? Like, I know yeah. you don't remember the. Okay, so I don't it's need like to explain. The trees are blurry and stuff. Yes, kinda. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I don't need to explain that. Great. Cut back to Naru getting orange tootsie, and she puts she puts like the bulk of the flowers into like a satchel, but then she takes some little petals off and puts it into her own tiny little pouch that she wears around her neck. She then hears hollering, like war cries, and she asks one of the hunters, who are all her age, and she's probably like 17, 18, and one of them says, a lion took Pui. A lion? A lion. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, we need to find him. We need to find Pui. Like, basically, the mountain lion took their friend and dragged dragged oh, him a mountain off. lion oh that makes yes. so much more sense for the oh you were thinking for the location a, i was yeah. like i don't fucking know maybe there used to be fucking lions <laughs> here in 1700s no Thought it was a, strange but mountain lion makes mountain so much lion. more sense yes so what we're to understand is that the cat jumped out and started dragging their friend to its den. Like, didn't kill their friend right then, dragged it away. So now the hunters Eek. are going after it. And one of them... So now they're, they're kind of off. They're looking for, for their partner. And one of them stops. And hears a clicking sound. And they point their bow. Tabe puts their bow down. Naru and Sari come out from behind a tree. Yeesh. And Tabe is pissed. He's like, that, or actually not Tabe, one of the assholes, Paka or something, is like, that's how you get shot sneaking around. She's like, who's sneaking? I'm coming with you. She's like, I wasn't trying to sneak up on you. I'm coming with you on the hunt. And uh, one of the other guys is like, I don't think we're going to be out here long enough for you to cook for us. Ew, like, fuck you. Just being assholes. And Tabe stands up for her and is like, no, she should stay. She's really good at tracking. And if we find Pui, she knows medicine. So she's coming. So all the other guys are like, harumph. And he turns to her and he says, you have to find it now. And she goes, I will. And he goes, I know. Because you have to. Shit. He's like, I stood up for you, bitch. So you better fucking find this lion. Pressure's on. Yeah. We now cut to... <laughs> that song started playing. It's part of the soundtrack to this movie, to this 1719... <laughs> <is> yeah. <laughs> so we now cut to what I thought was a web the first time I watched it, but what I think was actually sort of like a synthetic web made by some sort of invisible hunter, if you Spaceship? will. Mm. A rat comes and eats the ant off the web. Pan out a little bit more. Uh And a snake eats the rat. Circle of life. Pan out a little bit more. The snake is speared by something invisible. Ah! And skinned. Whoa! 
So this was, again, on my website, but the way that they wrote this one was very funny to me because it was like that children's book. So it was like a rat <laughs> eats an ant, a snake eats a rat. And like it was like listed out that way. And, and I was they're like, in okay, like so. the lady's belly or yes, whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that old children's book where the old lady is skinned at the end by a predator. <laughs> <laughs> so we see that this predator likes to skin things in a trophy type way. Okay. So we now cut to the hunters following Naru, who is following Sari, the dog. And Sari finds poop and then blood on a leaf. So she's like, this is, we're close. And they keep going and they find Pui. He is badly mauled, but alive and left by the lion, not eaten. Interesting. And so everyone is like, okay, we found him. We found him. Naru makes a quick poultice and is like putting it on his like uh, scratches across his, his chest. And the men are just whipping up a quick gurney, just, you know, from the woods, just whip, whipping it up real mm-hmm. quick. And I was just like, God, so fucking amazing. When I went to Costa Rica, it was so fucking cool. It was like one of the best days of my life. And we like climbed up the side of like a volcano which like was through rainforest and then like swam in a crater on the side of it and then like climbed down and went to like the hot springs. It was fucking amazing. But our guide was so fucking cool. He was like a local uh, for many generations. And so his like grandparents were like shamans and medicine people and things like that. And so he like knew all this stuff and he was like, yeah, sometimes for fun, me and my friends just like, stay just come out here for the weekend like bring nothing and stay in the woods for stay in the rainforest or woods or whatever and just survive and so like he'd be like okay like we just walk by stuff and he'd be like oh if you guys want to grab any of these like leaves basically and just rub them on you it'll keep mosquitoes away and if like um this is good for that and this is good for that like he just like knew all these things and it was like yeah if you put these leaves like we use those on the end of like sticks a lot of times because when you put it in water um it like blinds fish oh my or something God. like that and then you can wow. catch fish like it was fucking amazing and so cool he was like one of the coolest humans i've ever met in my life yeah i mean this movie definitely made me start looking up um like if there's any like survival classes just but not necessarily like you know like all this, all this stuff, like, cause I also liked, you know, her making little poultices of, of herbal like ointments and things like that. Like I would love to just like take a class, just kind of learning all of those different ways that people figured out how to do that before there was, you know, that's why I'm going to get acupuncture and get some like, um, Chinese herbs. They're going to get yeah. too. So they're whipping up a quick gurney and she then puts a bunch of orange tootsie and water into Pui's mouth, like shoves it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And Tabe is like, couldn't too much of that kill him? And she goes, no, it won't kill him. It just cools his blood. So basically, uh, if the blood is cooler, it doesn't flow it's not like as readily. Up as much. Yeah. Cool. Tabe wants to stay and hunt while the others take Pui back to the camp. And obviously, Nara wants to stay as well and Tabe is like I can handle the lion and she's like no it's not just a lion why is Pui not dead which I thought that's was what so I smart. was yes, thinking exactly she's like something scared the cat the freaking away freaking mountain lion yes 
So you're you're with Naru, whereas like all of the boys are just kind of like found them, found them, <laughs> uh, th- threat neutralized. Uh, you like just not really thinking about the context in which it happened. Yeah, and Tabe convinces. Naru to stay with Pui because she's like he needs your help medicinally so like I actually need you to go with Pui Uh, so she goes with Pui and the men are carrying uh, him on the gurney and they've got like torches and stuff and I think he's saying this in Comanche but I think what he's complaining about is being cold because then one of the guys kind of goes to like maybe put a blanket over him or like put his torch closer to him or something like that. And she stops him and says, no, the cold is good for stopping his blood flow. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of like doesn't listen to her and goes to do whatever he was going to do before. And she stops him and she's like, do you want him to be comfortable or alive? And so he relents. At that point, a hunter calls out like, you know, over here, I found something. So they go to look at something and it's a trail of blood leading to what I thought was an intestine. And she goes and she pokes at it and it jumps. Ah. It was the skinned snake. Ah. It was alive? It had one last little leap in it, I guess. It was a straight up intestine. It looked like a fucking intestine. Yuck, yuck. And so she also clocks this. She's like, what in the fuck out here? Skin's a fucking snake. Like, what the fuck? And uh, she looks up at the tree. And I. it's pretty dark at this point. Like, they have torches. But I think what she sees is the skin of the snake, which mm-hmm. I'm now realizing means that the predator was up there, but invisible, but holding the snake skin as a trophy, I think mm-hmm. is what we're meant to, what I just realized, I think. Um, she then points out tracks by the snake and the hunters are like, it's a bear. And she's like, pretty big bear, bro. Like, <laughs> This is clearly not like any fucking bear tracks I or you have seen, asshole. And she's also like, also, what fucking bear skins a snake? Mm-hmm. Like, bears are just going around, like, making their purses out of snake skin? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, she didn't say that, but that's what I added. <laughs> um, <laughs> Naru then goes in the opposite direction. They're like, where are you going? She's like, I got to warn my brother. Like, he's out there by himself, and there's a fucking bear carrying a snakeskin purse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And They would never. They're vegan. True. How Um, dare you? Paka goes with her. And Naru and Paka go back through the woods, and she finds another track. And uh, Paka, at that point, grabs her torch and, like, puts it out. And he's like, we don't, we don't need the torches anymore because we're in the cat's den. So they've made it to the cat's den. And she tells him... I'd like to keep my torch, please. Yeah. She tells him about the bear and is like, uh, you know, the bear is the issue. And he's like, no, we're in the cat's den. Like, we need to deal with that first. Like, basically, he's like, I get that you have this thing about something else being out there. But we're, like, currently about to face a lion. So, like, I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. 
uh, she says, I have a plan. Oh, I guess Tabe is there too. Um, cause they found Tabe. So it's Tabe, pa Paka and Naru. Naru says, I have a plan. She says, the lion won't think we are hunting it here because it's his house. It'll think it's hunting us. So we need some bait and then I will wait up a tree so we can get the jump on it. Paka is like, a hunter doesn't wait. He hunts. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yes, and you have the biggest penis. It's fine. Um, and he says, if you don't want to hunt, go back to the camp. And Tabe is like, chill, bro. I actually think that's kind of a cool idea so let's give it a shot let's let her try Tabe is like it's it's an interesting dynamic just to explain to you he is going to do everything he can to be supportive of Naru around the other hunters to the extent that he doesn't want them fucking with her and he's going to show that he has a level of confidence in her but he doesn't want her hunting any more than they do either, but he doesn't want to like embarrass her or, or make or treat her in a way that suggests that she's less than him. So mm -hmm. like he does kind of give her a little bit of leeway, be like, okay, let's try your idea. Let's give it a shot. Kind of that sort of vibe. Interesting. Okay. Tabe's dope. Tabe is really cool. Paka goes fucking somewhere. Tabe says to Nauru, he says, this is it. This is it, Naru. Your katamiya. Hmm? When you get it, you look that cat straight in the eye and you say, this is as far as you go. Hmm. No more. This is it. Cut to Naru climbing a tree and Paka is like, whatever the fuck I don't know oh she's sharpening her tomahawk or spear or something who's like won't matter how sharp that is if you're too afraid to use it <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like when your brother comes back he's off spreading blood you know to create a trail and he's like he and I will fight the lion and we're big strong lion attacks Paka Nauru's in the tree and she's seeing this, but again, it's fucking dark. It's nighttime. So she's kind of like tracking the lion that's attacking Paka with her bow. The lion then jumps up the tree and is now on the same branch that she ah! is stalking her. The branch is wobbling and she's cornered. She's holding like her bow and arrow at it, but it's like she gets one fucking shot. And even that shot, the lion is still probably going to fucking pounce at her before it actually dies. Like she's fucked um, if she doesn't fall out of the tree first. So like I didn't even ask this as a question because I was like, well, the answer is you're fucked. So <laughs> uh, but at that exact moment, there is a distant roar that distracts her and the lion enough. The lion comes sort of back to attention, lunges at her. She falls out of the tree, cracks her head on a rock. Black. <gasps> oh, fuck. So this is the point in the movie where I was like, I genuinely don't know how she's not eaten by a lion right now. Like, I truly don't know. Cut to her waking up in pain in her teepee. 
And mom tells her, is making a tea for her and tells her, your brother carried you back. Mm-hmm. And then he Thanks went back brother. for the lion. And she drinks her tea and uh, her mom tells her, you know, Pui survived because of the medicine that you made for him. He's okay. Mm. And she's like, I got to go back out there. And her mom stops her and is like, if your brother needed you, he wouldn't have brought you back here. And she's heartbroken. Oh, this is where the mom says the thing that I was looking to see if she said before. She says, you think Katamiya is to prove you can hunt, but there is only one reason to hunt and that's to survive. Hmm. So Naru kind of takes that in. And then we hear a little one yelling outside of the, te- the teepee, Tabe Kima, Tabe Kima. Tabe comes into the light of the village with the lion over his shoulder. <laughs> Shit, Tabe. And he lays it at the feet of the war chief and presents the war chief the head of the lion. We now cut to a tribal celebration and giving thanks for the lion and Tatabe. Mom kisses him and the tribe rejoices and Naru is heartbroken. So like the tribe is dancing around their fire and Naru is just like despondent. Tabe then calls to Naru and is like, we did it. And she's like, we didn't do it. She's like, those tracks were not lion tracks. She's like, there is something out there. The snake, like, who, what fucking skin's a snake? And she's also like, and when I was up in the tree and she heard that roar, I saw lightning in the trees. And she's like, we have to go back out. That's not a fucking bear. And it's not, wasn't the lion. And Toby says, okay, whatever it is, I'll get it. And she says, I can hunt. And he says, no. And she says, do I need your permission, war chief? <laughs> And she does say that. And he goes, I had to carry you on my back. Mm. And he says, you're right. We didn't do it. I did it. Shit. And he says, you tried, but you couldn't bring it home. And walks away. He's giving her hard truths, but he's not being a dick. Mm -hmm. if, If you can picture that. She then keeps watching them celebrate. Cut to her being kicked awake again the next morning. And she gets up to go gather. Someone uh, hands her a satchel. She's walking. She just kind of looks bored, like going to her nine to five that she hates. (laughs) And she then stops, puts her satchel down, grabs her weapons instead. And it just shows her walking in the opposite direction of all the women who are going to gather. Cutter walking the most beautiful fucking landscape with sorry that you've ever goddamn seen in your life. Just (laughs) the majesty of Mother Nature had me weeping like a small child. Um, (laughs) Cut to her finding neon green liquid on a branch and a giant track. It's never good. And also, that is not a color that is in her lexicon. No. Neon no, no, no. green nope. didn't come into fashion till about 150, 250 years later. 1982. Yep. So she's looking at it, and next to it is another big giant track. 
Sari brings her a stick, hands it to her. She uses the stick to measure the track to see how big the track is. So I was like, did that fucking dog know that she needed a goddamn measuring stick? I think it did. He did. It is the best baby. The best baby. So we now cut to... This was his first, her first acting gig, apparently. She's like what I saw. So we good. can post mortem more, but I will post mortem. Just I'll do a whole post mortem on the fucking dog. Honestly. <laughs> um, all right. So now we have another the lady who swallowed the fly situation. Okay. But it is a wolf stalking a rabbit. Okay. So we cut to the wolf in the brush, stalking the rabbit. The rabbit just minding its own business. Then we cut to see something seeing the rabbit and the wolf, but just the heat of it. So it's like a heat index. So we see the blob of heat for the rabbit rabbit, and the blob of heat for the wolf. And Uh-oh. that is the vision that we're seeing. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just thinking of this meme that I saw that was like the predator looking at me as I run away and then it's like those clips from like Advil commercials where it's just like all the different pains and all all like the joints (laughs) of your body (laughs) that's very funny that's very funny Um, good joke internet Um, so now Okay. Wolf goes after the rabbit. Wolf gets the rabbit. But then the wolf is hit by something invisible. Ah. Drops the rabbit. The wolf then bites its invisible leg. And this is where we see that if, like, predator people, or I don't know if I'm describing this right, what it is like is if he's wearing a suit and if the wherever the suit is damaged, that's where we kind of see the crackly lightning fire kind of thing. Okay. But then it sort of closes back up. And he right. when he's not invisible, he's not wearing like a suit suit. So it's clearly his own skin, but skin? it just it it registers like a suit that you might be wearing that gets damaged or whatever. So the wolf bites its leg, it kind of makes that crackle thing. The wolf is then stalking the invisible thing. It lunges, and this is where we see another thing that the predator can do, which is two long spikes come out of its arm, and it just it just guts Whoa. in the air. And uh, wolf immediately dies, uh, and we see predator skin it and decapitate it right there Whoa. in a matter of seconds, like just like whoop, takes care of predator. You, you should be. I mean, you'll be okay with your parkour, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jump around these trees real quick. I gotta get out of here. Trees. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, whoopsies. Um, so now we cut back to another rabbit. Nauru throws her tomahawk at it, but it misses. She then has to run after the tomahawk, so picks it up, throws it again. So it's pretty inefficient. She's throwing the tomahawk, but when she misses, she has to run towards where the rabbit was. The rabbit has now gone somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Now she, so it's just like, it's really inefficient and she's annoyed. So 
question one, she wants to make this whole tomahawk throwing at prey thing more efficient. What does she do? What do you do? I'm like, I want to make it some type of boomerang situation or like get it back to me situation. And I would do I'm that. sending it to you. By, I'm assuming it's all natural things, obviously. She, yeah, she heads to the hardware store. And <laughs> she... <laughs> buys some... Buys some natural... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some vegan rope. Yep. Um, uh, all I can think is to like tie something to the end of it like a you know twi- twiggy ropey thingy um, so we can like pull it back I think hand in hand exactly. I did it I'm a hunter it's I live exactly. in the woods you do ah, you live in the woods like you live in the woods and you're a hunter that's oh my it goodness. you're all done that's how you I get your badge Question yeah one. so Here's how she does it, in case we ever need to know how to make a rope. She finds some young branches, some some uh, green wood. Um, okay. And she starts skinning the branch, right? Because you know how, like, when it's new wood, it's, it's wet and pliable. So she kind of mm-hmm. starts skinning the branch of the bark, and she starts braiding it into a rope and makes nice. it super, super long. And now she ties the tomahawk. So now she has the tomahawk on like a leash. So now she can throw it and pull it back. See where the rabbit went. Throw it again. Uh, Exactly what you said, Hunter Kim. Now it cuts to her walking home with rabbits on her back. She did it. Oh, shit. Rabbits. Rabbits. Yeah. So this chick is. That a girl. Smart and resourceful as fuck. Like. She definitely takes her um, what could be perceived as shortcomings and uses them to her advantage. She's awesome. My so kind of gal. we cut to her eating over a fire with Sari, and she gives Sari a piece of rabbit, and she's like, next time you're cooking. And you're just like, <laughs> nom, 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 eat his rabbit. Cut to Dawn, the time, not a person named Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sorry, Naratu. Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> it's because I capitalized Dawn's it. Dawn's here. Yeah. I capitalized it and I was like, Oh, Dawn, Dawn again. <laughs> Hi, Dawn. Something I feel like based on where you grew up and who you are, that you must have known someone named Dawn. I think so. That checks out. Yeah. I can't think specifically but i but also doesn't that agree. feel right yeah so dawn is here and uh naru tells but dana's yeah. that's a big one too maybe dawn is more like this accent that i'm doing maybe it's more new jersey is that what you're doing yeah thank you for notifying us i'm gonna because it was so good i know that i it was good wanted it to was Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the end of your What's the end of your insult? Donsk. <laughs> yes. 
So, Naru tells... What does she say? Oh, she tells Sari. She's like, we need to go find what left the fucking tracks. And now we just see her walking just a wide expanse. To which I just thought, I was like, people must have gotten their 10,000 steps, like, no problem back in the day. Yeah. Like, Like, their Apple Watches were not mad at them at all. They were not buzzing by the end of the day being like, hello. No, like, the Apple, their Apple Watches were like, can you sit down? Yeah. Yeah, they were getting high fives all day from their Apple Watches. A thousand percent. So they're walking. We now cut to Predator in a cave made out of cave material. And (laughs) (laughs) valid question. Just so you know. And he shoots like some gas, some vapor at the skull of the wolf. And it immediately disintegrates the skin off of it. Whoa. I don't like about it. No. And then he just puts it on his belt with his trophies. And he's got all kinds of secret fucking things he's shooting out of him. Girl. Girl. We haven't even covered even a third of the shit that this motherfucker pulls out. Like, it is every single scene, he pulls out one to three new fucking weapons. It's Got, like bananas. An invisible Batman belt up in there. A, Batman wishes. <laughs> it is wild. Is so that the next sequel, Batman you know, versus Predator. <laughs> yeah, you know what else the fuck this Predator has? Calves like nobody's business. This guy. How do you see his calves when he's walking? I thought he was invisible. Same way you see my calves or your calves. He's not always invisible. He unvisibilizes Oh, I thought he was always himself. invisible. Mm-mm. He oh, unvisibilizes so sometimes, especially. Yeah, we're looking at him. So he unvisibilize. He can visibilize and unvisibilize at will. The only that was time another little tactic in his belt. I didn't know he had. I yeah, he was always invisible. No, the only th- because, which is why it's relevant that like if you pierce him when he's invisible, there's the part that's pierced is not invisible for a second. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, he can kind of do what it will. Does he look like the OG Predator? Yes. Um, Mackenzie said that there's like some differences, um, but he was, and so then he like asked me. clearly from the same family. 100%. Um, And Mackenzie was like, did it work for you? I was like, it very much worked for me. And he was like, oh, that's all that matters. Like, I think he said there's like some proportions that are a little different or whatever. Um, But he's like, no, it's... It's great. And he's like, listen, he's not my type, but like, we can't say that he's not a little bit of a daddy. I can't disagree. And I like, he is somebody's alien daddy. A thousand percent. And he's got like space dreads. Yeah. And just like, he's definitely a daddy. He's very confident. Yeah, he's really confident, and, like, he just, he's, it's. And, like, he'd always take care of you. Like, he's always, you know, it's like anything you need, he's like, here you go, I have it. I've got it in my invisible belt of all the things that you could ever possibly need. Yeah. Oh, you want this fucking snakeskin purse? Here you go, I got it. He's probably got a go-go gadget penis or something. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean... He's like, you want this wolf fur coat? Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. Like, he's... Done. 
I got you, boo. I guess, I guess, yeah, like, you, you've you heard it here. Like, we're ready to admit it. Like, Predator's, Predator's kind of a, a daddy. daddy. Yeah, so he stands up in his cave after, like, yeah, disintegrating. And he's just like, like, his biceps and his calves. He just does his step-ups. He doesn't neglect leg day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut back to Naru. And wow, was this a bummer. So grateful for that website because we come to a field with uh, a dozen carrion birds flying over it. And there is an entire herd of skinned buffalo. (gasps) Like 20 skinned buffalo. And... Daddy Predator had a lot of girlfriends that night. Yeah, to Got a lot that he had to close. Yeah, and it just like, again, it just bummed me out because it's like people that respect that. Like, one, it doesn't benefit you to kill that many buffalo in one sitting because you can't eat all of that meat before it goes rotten. So it's like you're literally killing buffalo for no fucking reason if you kill that many at one time. Does he even eat them? Doesn't appear to. Doesn't appear to eat them. So, yeah. So, an enti- an I don't entire. Think that's his goal. Well, I was thinking for the tribe that, like, oh, well, at least the tribe oh, could make use of these, but they can't yeah, yeah. because, yeah. like, yeah. Um, so Naru comes upon the skin buffalo and she kneels down by one and she like places a leaf on its mm. head and like clearly does like a blessing for it, mm. and then she looks down and she sees what appears to be like. We figure out what it is later, but, like, what it looks like is it almost looks like rolled up tobacco, but, like, it's covered in blood. But, like, it just, it looks almost like a stogie, basically. And she kind of looks at it and, like, smells it, and she's a confused. A stogie? I, you know what? I knew you were going to make fun of me for calling it a stogie, but I was like, I don't know what other word to call it. <laughs> like... <laughs> is that not what it is? What I is a stogie? I don't fully know. Is that a cigar? That my mom always like a long, <laughs> a long, thin, inexpensive cigar is a stogie. I so guess like a like a black and mild. Uh, it's a little bit thicker than that, but yeah. But like, I just know that word because whenever a do- our dogs would like get a stick in their mouth that was like kind of short and only poking out one side, my mom would be like, "Look, he's got his stogie." <laughs> so that's what it looked like. So she, so she's confused and bummed about yeah. buffalo, yeah, and doesn't know how to track. Also, buffalo this. are fucking huge. Who's skinning buffalo? They're Huge, and how did you skin them all in one yeah. field, and none of yeah. them ran, and none of them ate you? Yeah. So now we cut to. I kept typing "pred," but it kept autocorrecting to "red." So now the predator's name is Red. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> isn't that perfect? Big Red, um, big the Red. Predator. Yeah. So cut to Red, uh, Daddy landing red. Daddy Red, landing in a stream. And, like, walking through invisibly. So it's really cool looking. Katanaru finding... Oh, that's a cool scene. Finding what looks like a wishbone on the ground. And so let me set the scene. She's kind of in this, like, clearing, right? 
And like the center of it is like sort of a mossy circle. So I loved it. You know, me and my moss thing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And across the moss part is a tree that has fallen and all of the roots are uprooted. So it's a very like, you know, lots of spiky things about. And she's tracking something. She sees something on the tree that's like she goes over to investigate and she walks and she sinks down into the moss. Ah! It's fucking like quicksand moss. Hole in the ground style. Hole in the ground ah! style. But like, it's more like, you know what it's more like? Artex in Never Ending no. Story. Artex. So that, that I've was. I've never, never heard of quicksand moss. That it Yikes. was snakies. It was like uh, it was it was as if the moss was growing over just like a mud pit. Like that's mm-hmm. how unstable the ground was. So she falls right through. Cut to Big Red coming upon the buffalo. It too picks up the stogie. Confused. Confused. Big Red. And also what? looks at the leaf that was placed on it and is like, what? And he, too, is looking at the buffalo going, who fucking did this? What? Oh, no. Okay. The daddy predator has a predator. So we cut back to uh, Naru sinking deeper and deeper into this mud. Question two. I don't know. What do you do? What does she do? I'm sure she knows some secret. So do you, bitch. So do you, bitch. Remember, you made a rope out of some shit in the woods. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to... Is Sari with me? No, she actually called Sari to be like, where are you? But what I realized, that's not emergency time in this this time. um, Because the dog goes off and hunts by itself. Like... It's not always right by her. She's kind of like, he's he's self-sufficient. He'll be back. So he's not around right now. And I can't get him to be around? He's not around. She <laughs> she had been calling him before, before she fell into the mud to be like, where are you, man? And he, he was off doing shit. I could really use you right now. I could really use you bringing me a big old stogie. Right? Yeah. Pull me out of here. Can I have a stogie, please? Yeah. <laughs> a large giant one preferably mm-hmm. please I'm alone mm-hmm. I'm being sucked in by quicksand mm-hmm. think of what I told you was around you I don't remember anything you told me something that had fallen over the tree roots mm-hmm. am I near them you can't reach them no alright I can't reach them with my arm, but they're nearish. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to use my little satchel necklace to alley a tree uh, root and pull myself out. Okay. What does she do? Um, probably something way smarter. And better than that, but I have no idea. So we'll go hand in hand. 
that's a half point for you. I should have given you a point for the fact that she does something smarter because she does. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was correct. Well, no one is surprised by that. (laughs) She takes her new tomahawk that she's made with a leash on it. Oh, I remember when I did that. But I forgot. Yeah. And she throws (laughs) it and she's trying to get it to catch between two roots, not catch it like tomahawk blade in that's not going to stay she needs it to be like perpendicular caught between branches like this so she keeps throwing it doesn't get it keeps throwing it doesn't get it she's now like just Ah! her just her like nose and mouth is out so she has to like lift her muddy arms out and she's throwing a tomahawk like with just her nose out, throws it, pulls it, and it catches. And she's like, <gasps> and she pulls herself oh out gosh. of the mud. I should have thought of that. You almost, you almost had it. That's why I gave you a half a point. So, cut to her washing herself and her tools off in a stream. And here comes Sari, bouncing up. Hi, where have you bring- been? He brings her a rat as a present. That he called. Oh, thank you, buddy. And You're such a good girl. Yeah, and she looks at her and just like, there you are. Very pointedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's like, I brought you a rat. Here you go. Um, so now we cut to Naru climbing over a hill. Ooh, oh, man, that's okay. Here we go. So, and she is, all right, I want you to picture a river with some rocky banks that you can uh, stand on. And above it is a little hill. Um, To get up the hill, um, there's a lot of very close together trees that you would walk through. And now you're on this little cliff looking out over the ocean, the ocean, the river. Okay. So she's up there and she looks down and she sees a bear eating um, a deer carcass on the bank of the river. She then feels a breeze blow past her to the bear. The bear then stands up and is sniffing right around where she is. So she takes her bow, readies it. It snaps. Fuck. Breaks. God damn it. So now the bear has heard her and comes around and starts running up the hill between these trees. Question three, what do you do? What does Sari do? Sari! Um, I don't know what Sari does. Maybe? So, she, so what, what Naru is doing is she's trying to very quickly restring her bow as the bear mm-hmm. is coming through these trees. I feel like Sari is... Faster than a bear. So I think, hand in hand, we're going to run away to be like, distract the bear in like a different direction to give her time. Yay! Oh my gosh, we did it together. Paul and Paul, I should say. Yep. And she also, he, she, the dog weaves through the trees because... He's faster and smaller, so he kind of yeah. gets the bear tu- discombobulated. Tu- yes, tucked up in the trees. Gotta give you your points, my God. 
Naru gets her bow strung. She parkours off a tree to jump down, which was awesome. And uh, here comes Saudi again, running towards her now, yes. leading the bear. Yes. Yeah. Good boy. But the bear is like running too fast at her and she realized like fuck I'm not gonna make it so Naru runs into the river and I was like bitch you're trying to run away from a bear in the river like you're slower now and she sees a beaver dam question four what do you do what does Naru do what does a beaver dam look like exactly just like a pile uh, just of a pile of sticks. sticks yeah but pretty subs- I mean beavers are beavers are no joke it's a pretty it's a pretty good structure the bear's chasing us, though? Mm-hmm. But we're farther away now. Mm-hmm. We've gotten more distance. Mm-hmm. I guess all I can think of is, have I fixed my bow? Uh, have you fixed your bow? You have fixed it, yeah. All I can think is that, hand in hand, we, like, jump on the dam and shoot the bear. So you're so close. So what you actually do, you dive under the water and cup up underneath the dam. So now you have a structure protecting you from the bear. Smart. So she dives under, but the bear, it's not going to last long. The bear is pushing through the dam with its, you know, and then all of a sudden it stops and backs away. Uh-oh. And you get to watch a little show. <gasps> oh, I get a secret show. This show is an epic fight between a bear and Big Daddy Red. Ooh, is he visible right now? No. But oh. anytime the bear slashes at him or punches yeah. him, we see him for it's a like second little. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The bear is winning. Shit. The Teddy bear... Red, I have expected more from you. Didn't you just... Oh, wait. Maybe you didn't. Yeah, the bear is fucking him up. We then see him stand up, crackling and re-invisibled from the water. The bear comes back to be like, oh, you want more, motherfucker? And Red fucking just swats at him, and the bear is toast. Like, hits him in the head. And the bear's head is, like, in the beaver dam. And Naru is just like, Ugh! And then Big Red pulls the bear out, holds him over his head. He's so strong. Slices its abdomen. And now there is blood pouring over invisible Big Red. Sexy. So now Naru sees what it is because it's Ooh, covered like in shape. blood. Yes. Ooh, sexy. Ooh, now he's he could really, really big red. Pick you up and throw oh, you around. Girl, could he? Girl, <laughs> could he? And so what we now see is that like Big Red so easily killed the bear when the bear came back to charge that Big Red was enjoying the fight. Oh, uh, okay. So was like you're a worthy kind opponent. Just like playing with him a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, he was the bear was fucking him up, but there was never what I thought to be a moment of the predator thinking he'd been bested, mm-hmm. basically. So, uh 
Naru then goes out the other side and lets the river, which, so it's uh, not dammed. So on the other side, it, it's a free-flowing river, which works to her advantage. So um, it carries her away, and we just see the predator seeing her heat head bobbing above the water, but doesn't chase her. So, cut to her being carried further down the river. She comes out onto the bank, and she's, like, wringing out her clothes. Uh, We now cut to her walking, and she hears something. It's the other hunters from the village looking for her. And they're like, your brother is on the other side of the pass looking for you as well. So that's how good of a hunter her brother is. There's, like, four hunters looking for her and he's his own hunting party by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to go to him. She's like, well, I got to go find him. I just like fucking saw the thing that I've been telling you is here. And they ask where she's going. She's like, I saw it. It was huge. Um, I could only see it when it was covered in blood, but it looks like a Muppetzel. Um, and they say, uh, like I looked it up basically that's like a monster that's mm-hmm. what it says uh, and so the hunters are like you saw something from a children's story and they all laugh at her mm-hmm. and she's like it killed a bear with its bare hands easily and one of the hunters is like well how come it won't kill you and she starts to walk off just ignoring them question five what do you do what do they do She's walking off to be like, I got to go warn my brother. Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they go back home and maybe I go with her. You go with her? Mm-hmm. Because you believe her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one point. They decide to pull her back. And she proceeds to get into a fight with one of them and they beat the ever living shit out of each other. They're like wrestling on the ground and she she is, they are well matched. Like she Mm -hmm. is not quote unquote fighting like a girl by any stretch Mm -hmm. of the imagination. Uh, He then in the melee at some point takes her ax from her, puts it in his pouch and is like, Oh, you need a leash for your weapon. Like real, just dick move stuff. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Um, She kind of bests him. Like, the one that took her axe, she kind of fucks him up. Like, he's like, fine, go then. So she goes. Another one that was standing there pushes her back, and she turns, and the guy that stole her axe bops her in the nose, like, kind of knocks her out. So, like, they sort of, um, they then carry her off. And we see from the predator's perspective, who was up in a tree the whole fucking time, just watching the whole thing. Daddy. And he just sees the heat of them Mm -hmm. and clocks uh, one of their spears. It's we get like a little robot, uh, not a robot, like a little image, computer image of a triangle clocking the spear, um, their weapons, basically. So we see that like he sees heat and then he also like has assesses the threat of the heat that he's Mm -hmm. seeing, basically. Mm -hmm. These fucking assholes tie her hands in front of her together mm-hmm. and they throw her behind a log because I guess they're gonna like oh they hear something that's what it is they hear some shuffle, scuffling 
And so they like throw her behind a log and they're like, stay here. They hear a branch crack. They're all on high alert, but they don't see anything. So the one that took her axe just kind of shoots into the brush and hits a possum. And Naru, they're all like, hey, yeah. (laughs) And Naru goes, what the fuck do you think drove a bunch of possums our way? Like towards us. We're predators to them. Why would they be running towards us? Mm -hmm. Question six, what do you do? What does the guy who stole her axe and just shot the possum do? I mean, I'm going to be like, fair point. That's true. Here's your tomahawk back. Let's figure this out. Okay. Uh, he's you're going to get a lot of these, right? When it's them, because you're just going to be like, <laughs> not an egotistical <laughs> dick. Not be a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like he's like, shut up. We know hunting better than you kind of thing. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe. I'll give you a point for that. He doesn't actually say that, but that's his vibe. So I'll give it to you. Um, he just hops over the log and picks up the possum and is like, <laughs> my possum. <laughs> uh, but then he sees something very strange on him. On him? Self. Three little points of light, which Uh-oh. we, in the future identify as laser beams but he's like what What are these weird three points of light on me and in that exact moment three spears shoot at him one directly through the eye and two into the chest oh shit and just so we're clear wherever the dots were on his body is exactly where the spears went yeah I told you, he's got a new fucking weapon every time we see this motherfucker. Yeesh. So, they're like, well, fuck. And they can't see anything. So, Naru is like... So, he's cut, dead. Yeah. Dead. Oh, dead. immediately yeah. dead. Right through the eye. Uh, they all see this, and Naru is like, cut me loose, please. Can I have my hands back? Yeah. They don't. <gasps> Come on. Now, to be fair, they're not actively saying n- no. The, it's more like that they're busy just like. with like what's happening. Yeah. Question seven. What do you do? What does Naru do? I think hand in hand, we do a little like a little uh, get ourselves out of the thing. Like I'm going to lift. This is how you get out of like zip ties. Mm-hmm. You like lift real high and then go whoop, as you pull apart and mm-hmm. get your hands free. And she may or may not know that exact trick, so she also might try like cutting it against some wood or something like that. Since they don't have zip ties back then. Double ding. So I would have given you a point for what she does. There's two separate answers that I would have given you a point for for what she does. Ooh. So the first thing she does do is she tries to saw it off with a craggy part of the log that she's behind. And that doesn't work. Okay? 
So now we see the hunters looking for what shot him and they don't see anything. But what they do see is something invisible coming and pulling the darts out of their friend. Ah! <laughs> but there is nothing there. <laughs> and uh, they shoot it anyway. They just kind of shoot at yeah. whatever. It penetrates its armor so they can see it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it roars at them with oh. its like, you know, its four fangs. You know how it like kind of had a mouth like this. Um, mm-hmm. they're, I don't know if you could have guessed, terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, Me they too. are but a little turned on e- a little bit. Um, they're like, what are these feelings inside of me? Mm. <laughs> um, was that a wave of rage or? or sexy? So one of the hunters jumps over the log with a spear and gives like a war cry, um, which I actually thought was a really good tactic as we know from like, you know, Allison trying to fend off coyotes, you (laughs) yell and make yourself big. Um, Allison would have done great in this movie. Actually, she wouldn't have because the roar doesn't work. And they're both. So there's like, let me count one second. Okay. There were four hunters. Okay. One of them is dead. All right. Mm -hmm. Two of them are now in the fight. A fourth one. The fourth one is unaccounted for. Okay. So both of them are trying to fight it. While this is happening and Big Red is distracted, this is the other thing. Uh, Oh, no, I'm asking this as a separate question. So the thing is distracted by the two people fighting it. What do you do? What does Naru do now? Don't like this. Mm -mm. She's still tied. Oh, she hasn't got untied yet? Mm -mm. God damn it. Well, I'm going to do my same zip tie get out of hands. That's what it's and. called. <laughs> Zip tie, get out of hands tactic. <laughs> <laughs> or get into them. It depends how you look at it. <laughs> and she's going to do some other smart way to get out. Woods Double style. ding. Um. Is she, like, in her own space, or is she, like, near? She's still them? behind that log, um, and the predator, Big Red, is is very distracted by the two warriors that are kind of circling him. But she is still on the other side of the log from Big Red, the two hunters, and the dead hunter. Well, in that case, I think that she does the same hand in hand don't know (laughs) point for you (laughs) she parkours over the log does a little slide into second base to where the dead body is of the guy who has her axe damn it i was that's why i was asking the question as to where she is because i was thinking about the tomahawk yeah so she waited till he was distracted she cuts I didn't her. Know I was a great freaking baseball slider as well. But you knew you parkoured with the best of them. I did. So I she did. cuts her cuts her hands free. Obviously, takes the axe back. And meanwhile, Predator, good old Big Red, has chopped off the arm and <gasps> leg of 
one of the other guys. Oh, fuck. And then easily decapitates him. <gasps> oh, fuck. Throws his head. I mean, they were dicks, but I didn't want that to happen to them. No, they, were they still weren't. My friends. Family friends. No, they they weren't. They weren't people that we wanted to see. Di- they weren't that dicky. We did like yeah. they were dicks, but like not enough we that we wanted still, them like, to neighbors. die. Yes, they were just like the annoying neighbors I grew up with. You know, frankly, but, they like, could have been her cousins. Honestly, yeah. um, so the other one lunges when he sees this and gets a hit in on Big Red. Green blood all over. But now he's pissed off Big Daddy Red, and he just easily slices him to pieces. Naru then tries to escape. He sees her. She runs. She's running through a field, okay? So we've opened up into a big, like, wheat field or something like that. And she trips over the fourth guy. Who pulls her down into the grass. And he's like, shh. So they're hiding in the grass. They sign language something to each other. He agrees to something or whatever. They had some communication. And we see Big Red invisibly walking through the grass at them. We see Big Red see their heat heat. in the grass. But they don't know he can see their heat. Yep. Uh, Hunter strings an arrow and says to Naru, we've got him. She then sees what on his face? Oh, on on Predator's face? On Hunter's face. On Hunter's face. Oh, a red laser. Or three laser. little red lasers. So there's always three. So three little red lasers. And she turns, because he didn't see that. Oh, no. Mm. Did he see that? He did see that. Yeah, yeah. he saw it. Um, and she says, no, he has us. And so she's like, we have to run. So they're running through the field and it's this really cool shot, um, because they're running and it's making a path. And then there's another path behind them of nothing. Like invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Big red catches up to Hunter and we just see blood, just slice, slicey blood. And there's now an aerial view of the path of Big Red following Naru, but it's now a path of blood because he's just like covered in blood. Daddy Red, you're really drying up my vagina here with Ooh, all of this boy. killing of like yeah. people I grew up with. Like it's yeah. just not cool, bro. It's not cool. It's not cool. Don't worry. He's going to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. So shot was so fucking cool. She's running. She gets to the other side of the field falls flat on her face her leg is caught in a trap (gasps) trap so she's trying to pry her leg out and this is another moment where I was like I don't know how the movie doesn't end here like Uh you're dead cut to well not cut to so she's trying to pry her leg out we see the predator pick up the chain of the trap Yeah. so it's just suspended in the air and he's just kind of looking at it she in it still? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And she's, so she's just like, (laughs) like trying to get her leg out. And then we hear in the background some men yelling in French. (sighs) 1719. And five French trappers 
one with a stogie in his mouth. <gasps> knocks her out with the butt of his gun. But again, the predator was standing right there and did nothing. Yeah. To her or to the French trappers. Interesting. Cut to her waking up in a cage. And it's now nighttime because there's torches around. A cage? She's in a French trapper camp. And she looks at her leg that was in the trap and it does not look good. And, you know, she's would like to make some medicine for it. Mm -hmm. um, they also have Saudi in a muzzle in another <gasps> cage. No, I hate it. Um, and then we see the guy with the stogie turn to her, and he's a real dick. Now we can be rooting actively for his death. Okay? <laughs> Great. Oh, I, just, I love when we have that freedom. That's... Yeah. So just actively, just going, come on, big red, money's on big red. <laughs> um, and he turns to her, and she realizes. What we also realized, you killed the buffalo. Mm. And just left them there to rot and took their pelts. Oh, so they actually just wanted the fur. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Super gross. So he starts laughing and poking at her and calling her... Excuse me? Yeah, an idiot sauvage. And he's real gross. And this also made me realize how little French I picked up in the seven years <laughs> that I took it because I was hearing it and reading it in the captions and it was all Greek to me. <laughs> or should I say French? Um, she manages to like grab the thing that he's poking with and like pokes him back and draws blood. And so now he's pissed. And, like, is about to be like, yeah, you idiot savage. And one of the guys is like, no, 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 Like, don't kill her in her cage. And um, another Frenchman bends down and says in her language, what did you see? And he says, I speak a lot of languages. So we can assume that he's speaking Comanche to her. And Stogie wants to shoot her. And another one, like, says no. Because the guy who speaks her language says... You should be helping us. I think this creature is a hunter. And I was like, she should be helping you? You currently have her in a cage. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. Um, Did they call her this creature? No, they're saying, like, we should be working together. Like, oh. this creature is a hunter. He's hunting you just like he's Big hunting daddy. us. He's Big hunter. daddy. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Um, I thought they were talking about her. But, well, because mm -hmm. they, to this moment, have never seen him. They have mm -hmm. seen what she's seen. Tracks, blood, things they can't explain. So they're like, this creature is a hunter. And he shows her something that's covered in the bright green blood, like a stick or something. And the Frenchman says, I think he's looking for the strongest beast. <sighs> that is his purpose which I think is people who watched the other predators or remember the other predators. That is their whole thing um, is like to find the strongest hunter. And uh, he says, what do you know? She doesn't say anything. And he says, he killed your whole party. And she says, not everyone. Bitch. Bitch. Um, 
And he says, if you were smart, you'd help us. Again, she is captured in a cage. Yeah. Um, so she says no. She's like, no. Um, <laughs> she then sees them pull Tabe out of a cage. Fuck. And they bleed him. Like they cut his chest. What? Just to like, not to kill him, but just to be dicks. Um, so he's like screaming as they're like slicing at his chest. What? Assholes. Super assholes. Again, root, root, root for Big Daddy Red. <laughs> um, we now cut to whew, this scene. All right, here we go. We now cut to Tabe and Naru tied to a tree. Now, we are in a grove of trees that appear to have been recently burned because the air and atmosphere is all gray and it's as if it's snowing ash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a, a large, maybe acre of trees that are all burned and they're right in the center of it, tied with their hands tied to each other around the tree. Hands tied to each other's hands around the tree. Um, very ashy and gray. The trappers are set up around them. So here are where some trappers are. We have some trappers hanging out behind a log. Behind that log, we have some trappers on horses. Uh, and that's all we see so far. Nauru asks Tabe if he's hurt. He says, nah, like just a scratch or whatever. And Tabe is like, <laughs> Tabe says to her, he's like, that thing is what you chose for your katamiya? And they both kind of like chuckle. <laughs> uh, cut to the trappers hiding behind the log speaking in French. And we see something happening in the background, but it's kind of blurry. And then we see the horses run off. The hunters behind the log turn, and the entire party that was behind them on horses is now slaughtered on the ground. And the horses are just running off. Goodbye, horses, galloping away. Um, Goodbye, Chris from the resort. Um, (laughs) All slaughtered. And Big Red is standing there. And, uh... Invisible. Is he invisible? He might not be invisible. Because he light... He he sometimes invisibilizes himself. Because now I'm getting that it's a game for him. He landed on this planet to find the best hunter. So he does, in fact, go, look, you can see me. Go ahead. Shoot me. He kind of plays that game a lot. Um... Catch all the horses running away, and Tabe is like, I gotta get me a horse. Like, that's gonna be the game changer. Um, they hear the Frenchman screaming. One tor- runs towards Tabe and Nara. They're like, Why is he screaming? And a giant spear, like bigger than the three that we saw, a giant spear, so a new weapon, goes through the Frenchman like butter and into a tree. And they're trying to loosen their ropes now. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) and they see crackly big red and he's made him. Oh, so he's made himself visible now. So now he's visible and he appears to be like smelling prey on the wind. It's very like kind of breezy. And Tabe is like, he's coming for us. We're the bait. And Nauru says, no, it doesn't hunt that way. When the trappers caught me, it was right there and it saw me and it did nothing. And she realizes 
that he isn't killing things that he thinks it would be too easy to kill. Mm -hmm. So Tabe now says, you want to know how I killed that lion? Your plan, the tree, you weakened it. And he says, you can see what I miss. You always have. Uh, Naru then says, I don't know if it can be killed. And Tabe says, if it bleeds, we can kill it, which is a line from other Predator Mm. movies. Mm -hmm. Cut to Big Red stepping on a trap himself. So he steps on one of those bear traps and screams. Frenchmen now come up from underneath blankets that were on the ground. So they had done that thing where they dig holes, cover them with blankets, like what they do in Macbeth. And, um, what? Munch and Macbeth. You're familiar? (laughs) Yes. No, I know Macbeth. uh, We used lunch trays for our part of that instead of blankets. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So they come up from under the ground and they throw a net over it. It was so cute. (laughs) Here's a net. And they then are like, yay, we, ball, ball, vivant, whatever the fuck. Well, the fucking, he just, Big Red just spear arms them right through the net, dead, (laughs) goodbye, cuts himself out of the net and then says, you want to see a net? I got a fucking net. And he throws this ball that hits this dude that wraps him in a net, but then squeezes him (gasps) and slices him into a million million little soccer goal pieces. Oh my goodness, daddy. Yeah, and then it like sucks the net back in. He would just take such good care of me. He would. He would protect you from all the French all the trappers. Things. All the things. Oh, I didn't skip a question. I hope not, because this is so good. Okay, I didn't want. Okay. So one guy runs. Net slices him into a million pieces. Uh, Big Red then whips out some other weapon and just, like, easily cuts the metal of the trap apart. And picks it up and throws it at another guy and it kills him. So he's like now even using their weapons against them. Like he's just like, this is fun. Fun. This is a party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He then gets like hit in the back of the head, kind of. The big red does. He turns with a giant shield that just fans out into a 360 degree like fan shield. And it's like... And they all stare at him because he's now shielded and he's, you know, nine feet tall or whatever the fuck. And it was this comical moment of all the French trappers with their guns staring at him and then really inefficiently reloading their guns. (laughs) Back to Naru, she sees another trap, one of those clappy traps. (laughs) And it is if she she could maybe kind of reach it with her foot if she stretched really hard, okay? Question nine, what do you do? What does she do? (laughs) Well, I'm obviously going to do something with that trap for a really good idea and reason. And it is (laughs) that I, we're still tied to the tree? Yeah. I guess the question is, am I trying to get free? Or am I trying to, I don't know, use this trap for something else? 
Let me explain how they're tied to the tree. I think that's one thing that I should say. So to have them reach around the tree, they have, it's tied here and then tied here, but then at there's the wrists, a, she's saying. at the wrist, but then there's a, a little bit of rope between their hands. So that it's not like they're, they're tied with their wrists touching each other, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are they backwards? Like they're, they're backwards, backwards to the tree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're standing. Guess we'll. Uh, that was another one of those Thank clues you. that fucked me up more. Oh. <laughs> um, I guess. It's like I just didn't take that survival class with you yet. So I like, know. It's, it's pretty challenging. I know. To be out. But in you've the, got a lot of natural here. You've got a lot of natural talent. Thank you. It's really just the parkour, but I appreciate that. Um, you made that rope don't forget making that rope bitch I did it was the first and only thing I've done so far (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I think that we're gonna bring the trap over in front of us as a little protection trap and then we're gonna rub our hands on the tree to try to break the Get free, hand in hand. That's all I got. I have no idea. It's two half points. I feel like you're like, you're like on the right track, you know? Like if you were in a writer's room, this would be the seed that gets the rest of the writers punching the right book on the wrong page. Yes, exactly. We're not going to find out exactly what she does for a minute, but you got two half points. Um, cut to Big Red just annihilating everybody, sometimes with their own weapons. At one point, he literally decapitates a dude by deploying his metal shield, which decapitates him and chops a tree down. <laughs> Shit. He's just, he's just fucking, he's like, fuck around and find out right now. Um, back to okay. the, yeah. <laughs> gotta tell me twice. And his thighs and biceps are just like, <laughs> that's, the, that's the sound that his uh. muscles make. So back to the, I would not be surprised if there is predator fan art of like him, like fucking being me. hot. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure that there's like predator. There's that guy. Born. Chris, somebody that does like all of the horror characters as yeah. like sexy naked S&M. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, there might so be a better one. I'm sure there is. So I'll look it up. Back to the tree. Naru tells Tabe to scooch down so that they're sitting now on the ground. Okay. okay. Uh, back to whatever the fuck is happening with Big Red. One guy shoots it, and it. Right, bounces off his helmet and directly back at him. So he shoots himself. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and Naru is now telling a story about a beaver. It says, I once saw a beaver who was caught in his dam, and the water was rising, and it knew it was going to die. So it chewed off its own leg so as to survive. It was worth it to the beaver to lose his leg, but to survive. Meanwhile... I don't like where this is going. Neither does Tabe. Meanwhile, 
Big Red appears to have a force field he can deploy also. Wow. Wow. Uh, this yeah. invisible belt is yeah. out of control. Yeah. And the fact, here's what I noticed. When he pulls this force field out, and now bullets are bouncing off of it, this is really where I realized it's a game for him. Because it's like, he doesn't use the force field all the You know, he's not walking around with a force field. Right. Yeah. So he's definitely like having a, like, having fun. What's that Harry Potter room of requirement? He's yep. just got like the belt of requirement. Belt of requirement. That's exactly what it is. And we then also see that he's got a whole fucking like little control panel on his arm that he's like beep, boop, 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 beep, um, doing some shit or whatever. Back to Naru. She is now, she has pulled the trap towards her with her foot. Okay. Yes. She got them to scooch down, pulled the trap towards her with her foot. The trap is deployed. She also grabs a rock. And she's telling the story about the beaver. And Tabe is like, Naru, don't, don't, don't. She drops the rock and it slices their rope apart. And then he stops and she goes, I'm smarter than a beaver. How did the trap get in between the rope? So basically, she pulls it over, right, to where the rope is. And she's holding a rock over it. The rope is slack now because they're oh, closer I know together. The rope could be slack. That's why I would try to explain like it's here, it's here, and then it's got this part of the rope. I just thought here. that meant we were tight around it. There was just space between us. Yeah. So I actually I did, did my think best. of that exact thing, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like that would just snap our hands. Like I. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how the science or how I would get it to the tree. Yeah. Because I thought we were like taught. So the tree. snaps the trap shut, cuts the rope and they get loose. Predator is now parkouring over the trees, like 50 feet up. Like talk. He's like, Naru, you can parkour. Watch me parkour. Like literally <laughs> jumping like a fucking across the trees. Is he yelling parkour while he does it, though? Parkour, hardcore! Parkour, parkour! <laughs> yeah. Uh, hardcore, parkour. <laughs> she then says, Tabe is like... Predator uh, sounds a lot like Jerry Like Jerry? <laughs> I think they're related, actually. That makes sense. I've always yeah. thought that Jerry the Demon was, like, a little bit alien. Yeah, yeah. So Tabe is like, I'm going to go get a horse. And Naru is like, I'm going to go find Sari, who's Sari. tied up back at the camp. Uh, the Frenchmen are still trying to shoot it. Uh, they then see something on the ground that Big Red has deployed. And it starts beeping. And then beeping faster. Mm. Question 10. What do you do? What do they do? I run away. Do they investigate it? Don't. <laughs> oh, no. Poor and I thought about it. French it's Frenchman. Yeah. It's a really mechanical beep. So it's. I don't know that they would have a reference. Like, we have a reference for, like, that sounds like a bomb. Now right. it's going faster. Time's running out. Like, they're just kind of like, what's that noise? And now it's going of faster. Course, yeah. So, but it's not just a bomb. It goes off. And three little flying saucers. So there's four Frenchmen standing around it. Three little mm -hmm. flying saucers hover in the air. And this is where they go, this might not be good. <laughs> Now they run in four different directions, and we just see an aerial view of three individual bombs blowing off. So they were bombs that followed you. Boop. 
if you waited for them to oh, be their little flying saucers. Even better. Yeah. So three of the four of those guys have been blown up. Naru is going back to the camp to get Sari. Uh, there's still some men there, so she has to be kind of stealthy. She sees her bag, and she sees Oh, there's a lot Sari. of these guys. Oh, there's so many. There's a whole war camp. There's a whole camp of them. Um, one is about to kill Saudi and <gasps> eat him. That I did understand in French. Le chien. <gasps> um, and she attacks and stabs him with his own sword. She just, uh, Naru jumps out, attacks and stabs him with his own sword, and then proceeds to just annihilate three of them by herself using her axe leash, their weapons, just like utter like Good phantom job. warrior type shit. Good job, my dear. She unties Saudi. She tells Saudi to, I guess, go back to their camp, I assume, or just mm-hmm. get out of here or something. Like she gives him a command and he runs off. Cut to Big Red hanging out now. Just hanging out. He's killed all the Frenchmen. And he's just uh, laser pointing all of his wounds back together. Super <laughs> chill. I want to laser point my wounds. Yeah. Literally, every time we see him, there is a new tool. It is wild. So, laser points himself back together. Cut to Naru putting medicine on her leg now. Her uh, ancient laser healing. Exactly. And she hears a click. She's like, what the fuck? It's one of the Frenchmen, the one that said, I speak your language, coming out from behind a tent, sans one leg that Big mm-hmm. Red proceeded to extract from him. Mm-hmm. Sure. She, he sees her putting medicine on and he's like, please help me. I need medicine. But he's pointing a gun at her. So she just kind of gives him a look like, put the gun down. Like, yeah. And so he does. And he says, if you help me, I'll teach you how to use it and give it to you. The gun. Mm. Uh, question 11. What do you decide to do? What does she decide to do? I think that we do it hand in hand. Maybe. Yep. So cut to her pulling. Okay. Took me a minute. Took me till the second watch and then thinking about it to understand what happened. So he's got a stump for a leg, right? But on the end of his stump is this like little disc, okay? She pulls that off. Now, I will tell you now what I realized it was before. He, Predator had this like long stick thing that kind of coils like like a slap bracelet, right? Right. But when it coils around your leg, it cuts your leg off. So when she saw it, it was in a disc formation like this because it had snap braceleted. Okay. Okay. So she pulls that out. He's explaining how to fire the gun because it's lots of different steps, right? Um, She then gives him the blood cooling orange flower and she hands it to him on like a, a piece of leather and like as if it's like a kind of a plate or a napkin. And he's like, what is this? And she just taps his hand so it just like goes into his mouth like she's just like Mm -hmm. shut up just take it (laughs) and he eats and he's like what is happening I am freezing and she then hears a click and runs (gasps) the Frenchman tries to crawl away but hears it coming question 12 what do you do what does the Frenchman do like like big daddy's coming yeah and he realizes I'm not going to be able to crawl away from this guy I'm not fast enough 
So what does he do? I think we just try to shoot hand in hand. You gave your gun away. Oh. She, he said, you help me with my leg. Here is my gun. Here's how to shoot it. I thought he was showing her how to do it, though. Yeah, he showed her how to do it. And then he said, great, I've showed you how to do it. Here it is. It is yours now. Thank you for helping with my leg. Oh, what is that we hear? Click, click, click. Naru ones. I can't crawl that fast. Play dead, hand in hand. Whoa! Yep. Did it. He plays dead. And so Naru is hiding behind a tree. And the predator is standing right over him and does not see him. Because it drops your body temperature that much. Oh, the orange tootsie. Orange tootsie beats the big red daddy. Yes, it does. So Naru is behind a tree and she's seeing big red not Not see the Frenchman. Right. So she makes the connection about the heat because she like looks at the rest that's in her little pouch and she's like, oh, snap. So the predator is like, can't see if there's no heat, but he accidentally steps on him, and the Frenchman (laughs) yells, and he's like, oh, there you are, and stabs him. (laughs) So if you had played dead, but then been really quiet when he stepped on you. (laughs) So (laughs) you play dead, and he can't see you, but he accidentally stepped on you, so goodbye. See ya. So now we cut to... Sorry, running towards Big Red. No, baby, no! And we see three laser points on (gasps) Sorry. No! Don't worry, I read the website. Remember? I read the website. So here comes Tabe on a horse, and he knocks his helmet off. Knocks Big Red's helmet off. Okay? Okay. So the helmet is now on the ground. The laser points are now pointing at a tree, but he was already about to fire on Sari, so he deploys his lasers, and Naru sees that the lasers circle around and go into the tree. So wherever the lasers are pointing, that is where the spears go, (laughs) regardless of where Big Red is aiming with his arm. Got it. Okay? So... Uh, Naru starts loading the gun, trying doing what he told her how to do. Big Red keeps trying to fire blindly at Tabe, but like he's too fast and like he doesn't have his helmet, so he's like trying to do this because Tabe's on a horse and just like fucking shit up. And he's about to shoot Tabe. Naru fires the gun and it does nothing. She forgot some part of it. So he's about to shoot Tabe. Her gun doesn't go off. Question 13, what do you do? What does Naru do? Hmm. Is he shooting Tabe with laser pointed things? No, I think he realizes that the, la- that the laser pointers aren't working because he can't get to his helmet. So he's going to use some other fucking Batman tool on his belt. Got it. But like, he's like immediately going to shoot him. Yeah. Okay. And you tried to shoot him and or distract him with your gun, but it didn't go off. You gotta do the only sensible thing when your gun doesn't go off. You just throw the gun. (laughs) 
I don't know if that's really my answer. Uh, I don't understand how far we are from anything or people, but um, I guess we... I mean, we need to just distract him somehow from Tope. Mm-hmm. So maybe I do throw the gun, but like, even if not at him, but just like the other direction or something of Tabe to like, so Tabe can get away. And what did you say, Naru? Oh, you said Naru. Uh, hand in hand. Hand in hand, but probably better than throwing the gun away. <laughs> Point for you. No, she yells. Okay. Yours was actually better. She yells. And he turns to her. And at that moment, Tabe is then able to come up behind him and spears him through his back, like through his shoulder. Uh Blood, green blood splurting everywhere. Tabe is now behind uh, something, a tree, and is just shooting arrows into his exposed parts. Like he's fucking big red up. Like it's, it's not good. Nauru realizes, oh, I forgot the powder. So, like, she, she's like, not too much, not too little. She's putting the powder in, starts loading it, repeating the instructions to herself. Now, Tabe is hand-to-hand combat with Big Red. <gasps> it manages to invisible itself at that moment. Oh, fuck. So they're looking around for it. Uh, Nauru with her gun, Tabe with his bow and arrow. They're, like, standing in this little clearing. Like, where the fuck is it? And then Tabe stops... And lowers his bow. And he says, this is as far as I go. No No. more. This is it. Bring it home. And Nauru's like, no. He turns. And before he can even turn, we see that the big red was standing behind him. And he stabs him through the chest. No. Now it's uninvisibled, uninvisibled, and Naru is pointing the gun, and we see Predator see her heat and the gun. So now she's a threat. Just then, Tabe, with his last breath, stabs it in the leg and says, Run! Mm. Big Red kills him, turns back, Naru is gone. Tabe. <laughs> That's yeah. sad. It's really fucking sad. When he started saying, This is it, I was just like, oh. <laughs> You died with such dignity. <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to Naru cleaning blood off of her and crying into a river. Mm-hmm. We cut to two horses coming to camp to break the news about Tabe and the other hunters and mom is just sobbing as she tans a piece of leather and this has cut those two things together over this like beautiful um, Native American music mm-hmm. cut to Naru sleeping against a rock at night Sari is looking at something uh, oh it's dawn now sorry it's so she's sleeping as a rock and then and then cut to dawn and, so- and Sari is sitting next to her and, like, staring at something across the riverbank. Mm-hmm. And she looks, and it's the stogie man across the riverbank, like, drinking stogie water and cleaning Stogie man? Himself. You fucking so lived? He was, remember I said there were three flying saucers and four right. dudes? Yeah. He was the fourth dude. <laughs> so 
she holds up the gun and aims to shoot at him, then stops. She then pulls out the weapon that slap braceleted Mm -hmm. somebody's leg off and she like flicks it so it's straight now and is like looking at it question 14 this is a plan okay if you manage to guess her plan i'm gonna be very impressed i think there's some pieces that you could get you can also come up with your own plan okay Okay. but i'm gonna tell you what we have all right you can assume that you are a better hunter than stogie Okay, more agile, all of that kind of stuff. You have this slap bracelet. You have your bow and arrow. You have this gun that Raphael gave to you. Okay, so and and um, Stogie does not see you. I think hand in hand, paw in paw, <laughs> we are going to kind of similar to like the lion idea like use him as bait basically okay Okay. so kind of oh and eat the orange tootsie so i'm cold and invisible okay and then kind of uh yeah use him to catch the predator. How to are catch you a going predator. To catch a With? predator. Chris Harrison. <laughs> Chris Harrison comes out from behind the tree. What are you doing here, Stokes? <laughs> That's amazing. The girl you've been speaking to is only 12 years old. <laughs> um, and she's gonna kick your ass, fucking ass, bitch. Okay, uh, I what need, was your question? I need a couple more details just about how you're going to use Stogie as bait. I mean, I was just gonna kind of follow him around, okay, secretly, mm-hmm. so that way, when Predator comes for him, I'm there watching, ready okay. to go. And that's all I got, so hand in hand. <laughs> okay. I gave you two half points because you're it. on the right track, but it's like once you get the predator, we still have to kill him some somehow, right? So Yeah, then I just um, use all of my weapons. Yeah, but I all of I, them at the same time. Great. <laughs> um I think you were definitely on the right track though. So two half points. We just Maybe needed to be fleshed out a little bit more. But so we cut him drinking. She comes up behind him, knocks him on the head. There are no more questions now because the this to the end, the end, this to the end was just a fucking symphony of brilliance. I love it. Okay. So we're just, just sit back. I'm I'm happy to not have to interrupt that with my humming and hawing, not knowing (laughs) what to do. So (laughs) just, just enjoy the ride from here on out. Hooray. All right, Let so get my popcorn. She comes up behind him while he's drinking water, and he drinks water like such a douche. He's like, oh, gulp, oh, gulp, oh, gulp. <laughs> like, it's, I'm just like, why are you so extra? Um, she knocks him out, okay? Mm-hmm. Cut to him waking up by the light of a fire, screaming 
because he looks down and sees, uh-oh, I don't have a leg. Mm-hmm. And, uh-oh, rats are eating my stump. Ew. Don't uh, like that. He does not either, okay? So he sees fire, and lit by the fire is a gun that's just propped right there. So he crawls toward it, and Naru is sitting on the other side of the fire, but not looking at him, you know, just kind of doing her thing. So he crawls over, and he points the gun at her. And he's like, ah, idiot savage! And she says, you bled my brother. So now I'll bleed you. Mm. And she eats some orange flowers and says, you think I'm not a hunter like you. That I'm not a threat. That is what makes me dangerous. Mm. You can't see that I'm killing you right now. <laughs> we then hear clicking. The predator sees the Frenchman in all of his hot, heated glory holding a gun. So he gets a little triangle around it. Oh, look, he's a threat. Because otherwise he wouldn't have been. I know. And that's what I was thinking because I was like, oh, I cut off his leg. But then he becomes not a threat. So he won't go after him. But yep. that's smart. That's so smart. smart. So, uh... She's standing there, and the predator literally just walks up behind her, and she just steps to the side. Oh, shit. And uh, he walks over to the Frenchman and just slices his head off. Whoop! She stands behind him and fires the helmet with, I don't know, her bow and arrow something right off his head. And mm-hmm. runs a- away with it. Okay, so she's stolen his laser helmet. All right? Ooh. And he can't see her. All right? Cut to her whittling sticks. Who's invisible now, bitch? bitch. Yep. She's whittling. Now we cut to her in kind of a, uh, a clearing. It's nighttime still. And she's whittling sticks and she's setting up a stand. For the helmet. So she like places the helmet on like a stand that she's made. And we cut to Predator following a trail of blood. So that's the heat that he's following towards her. So he was leading her. She was leading him to her with Mm -hmm. his leg. Mm. Okay. Okay. So the Frenchman's leg, Naru, is up in a tree. She sees Big Red. She jumps down on top of him. And just starts axing at him. Shit. She really cut him up. And he still throws her off. Okay? Sari then comes and distracts him. And he misses her with his spear. Okay? (coughs) Thank you, Sari. He is now parkouring around the trees. And at one... But she's faster and again, he can't see her. Mm -hmm. So at one point, I don't know how she did it, but she somehow maneuvered her way so that he chops off his own arm. (gasps) Oh, shit! (laughs) And he is now slicing at her with his shield. Like, he's about to deploy that 360 Mm -hmm. shield. So she pushes herself away between two rocks so that when the shield deploys, it gets stuck on the rocks yeah. and can't chop her head off. Um, 
he's real close to her face. So she reaches up and like the blade is like this close to her neck. Like it's touching her neck and he's pushing through the rock. So like she doesn't have long for this. So she reaches up and rips one of his fangs out of his head. <gasps> ah! Oh my gosh. She's such a badass. Yeah. He then backs away and is like, ouch, my tooth. Um, <laughs> now it's Big Red, her, and Sari in a triangle. Uh-huh. Okay? Sari has her tomahawk in his mouth. Oh, little baby. And it's like stained with green blood. And it's, oh, I'm getting goosebumps even just telling you. Ah! So she yells for a command to Sari. Sari runs towards her. She runs towards Predator. She grabs the tomahawk as she slides under his legs and <gasps> slices his legs off, leg off. <laughs> so, and then Saudi runs away. Oh, I did have, okay, I have two last questions, but it's not like strategical questions. I want to know, it's dark, so we didn't see it until right now. Where did she lead Big Red? To the place that makes the most sense <laughs> in a super badass, cool way. Where did she lead Big We Red? have been here before. Where have we been? We've been. Are we... Okay, here are my two thoughts. Hmm? A... This is only a one-point question, so I'm just asking you where you let him. Well, A, wait, where I lead him or where she took him? I wanted my points to be an even 30, so I just made it where she led him is the answer, is the question. Where she led him. So she, not me. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's what I was asking. Um, Here are my thoughts. A where Tabe was killed or B where her first mountain lion fight was because that was like the original Comanche? Comante? Comanche. Comanche. Uh, So I'm going with that. Zero points. Fuck you. She led him to the mud pit. The mud pit. So. I forgot all about Artex in this. <laughs> Artex. We so have to block ago. that out. We have to block that out. That was so long Our ago. Our generation learned how to so <laughs> well block out mud pits. Like, we just yeah. don't. We, they don't in and out. Yeah. Nope. Um, nope. She then jumps on his back, ties her rope around his neck jumps forward pulls him into the mud and he sinks she is now up against the rooty tree right so right in front of him she sits there and I was like run bitch he slowly comes up from the mud how daddy sitting there going do it fucking do it do it He has no more weapons other than his spear laser gun, which is connected to his helmet. He points. Question 16. 
Why does she want him to do it? Because she knows it'll go where the lasers point. And that means (laughs) (laughs) that it'll do something to help her. Wait, who has the helmet? Don't I have the helmet? But remember, she put it on a little stand. She put it on a little stand. Oh, because the lasers are pointing at him. The lasers are pointing at him. The lasers are pointing at him. So she's sitting there going, do it, do it. And he brings up his muddy arm and he goes, boop, 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 boop. And the little spear deploys. And she says, this is as far as you go. Oh, No more. (laughs) This is it. His gun activates. The lasers are pointing at him, and he sees them and kind of does like a little, what's that do kind of thing? Like, how did Mm -hmm. that happen? I didn't know you had my helmet. What's going on? Shoots, shoots himself through the head three times. Oh, man. Dead. And she is just. I love that she said it. It's so good. And she's just sitting there like, <sighs> and she just is like, <sighs> like war cry, uh-huh. goosebumps all over the house. Oh yeah, I got him. Cut to Dawn, and we hear the same. Hey Dawn. Little, hey Dawn. <laughs> hey Dawn. <laughs> A li- the little boy from the village that announces when the hunters come back is saying, Narukima, Narukima. The village all comes out. She comes walking up, covered in green blood, Sari trotting ahead of her. <laughs> Such a good boy. She's carrying the head of the predator, and she drops it at the war chief's feet. And sh- her war paint is now his green fluorescent blood. Mm-hmm. She also hands him a gun with an instri- inscription on it that says Raphael something or other, which I'll tell you about in a second. Mm-hmm. And says, and then she says, there are more trappers nearby. We need to move more to more easily protected ground. And the whole village is like, you got it, war chief. Like, they're, like they don't literally call her that, but they're like, you, we'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. And the village is now celebrating her. And she closes her eyes and breathes. And then a young girl is standing next to her and just looks up at her. Oh, gosh. And Saudi oh. is next to her, and he just looks up at her as well. Oh, good girl. Credits. Oh, my God, I love it so much. <laughs> it's so good, Kim. Like, it is such Yay. a good fucking watch. Like, it is so fucking good. It is oh, so worth the watch. Like, it is, I like, this is one instance where, like, yeah, we're funny or whatever, but, like, there was no justice done to, like, the beauty of this movie. It was just, like, I can't wait to watch it a third fucking time with nothing, no agenda at all. Like, just mm-hmm. watch yeah, it and enjoy. It. Um, so, a couple things that I learned. The credits is a story. Okay, and what we learn, I guess, in the other predators, um, 
there is a presentation of a gun with an inscription from the 1700s that says Raphael on it. Mm-hmm. To which we say, how did the aliens get the gun that was presented to the warrior, the tribal warriors? Well, what happens is the aliens come to retrieve the body of their fallen. Mm-hmm. And they give praise to, like, their whole thing is the best hunter. So they're like, mm. solid job. You killed our best hunter, you know. Right. Great job. So presumably what the credit sequence suggests is that they come to retrieve the head of their fallen one. There's a, you know, thank you. And then the war chief presents the gun to them as like Mm. a, you know, a truce kind of thing, which means that when we go to 1980 and there's this gun exchange, it's because that that was presented to them. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so good. Oh, Let me my tell God. You I points. love it so much. I'm so glad I did this movie other than the Me the too. Other one. Yeah. We needed this. Yeah. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. All right. You didn't do bad. For for Dead or Alive, you got four out of six. For questions, you got 20.5 out of 30. Mm-hmm. For a total of 24.5 out of 36. Sweet. I'll take it. It was great. Um, yeah. That was so, so good. I'm looking at the actress. Oh, Amber, Amber Mid-Thunder. Mid-Thunder. Yeah, she's incredible. I recognize her from incredible. Legion. Oh. Who is she in Legion? She's a... Uh, like Legion she? with... Uh, with, mm-hmm. uh, with Hot Guy? Oh. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she's like one of the crew. Oh, that's cool. She's the... Uh... I don't remember Legion very well. I don't know why I'm asking, because anything that you say I wouldn't re- recollect, so it doesn't matter. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, she was incredible. And one of the things that she said was, like, what, a, what an amazing experience this was for her, because it's the first time in her life where everyone on set was Native. Mm, that's really cool. And she was just like, I've literally never had that experience before in my life, nor have any of us. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, there's a Comanche dub that you can watch. Really? On Hulu. Meaning what? I guess that it's all in Comanche. Oh, so, yep. I bet it's when they are speaking English to each other, when they would logically be speaking Comanche, it's Comanche. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, I guess I'm watching it. One more time with Eric, and then I'll watch it for a fourth time with uh, the Comanche dub. That's yeah. dope. Awesome. Yeah. So Dan Trachtenberg did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep. Fun. He also did, he's executive producer on The Boys, which I love, which is why his kills were so good. Cool. That was amazing. He's from Philly. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Let's go visit him. All right. Cool. We're coming to your house, Dan. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you a um, cheesesteak. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. 
Um, I'm excited for our postmortem when um, you tell us about the terminology we should be using, TP or tent, everything about the dog, and um, yeah, all of the fun trivia and fun facts about this movie. There's so be a join lot. our Patreon if you're interested in any of that. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah. for many other bone con. Yep. And, and uh, follow us at KK Sam Podcast on all the social medias. And as I always forget to tell people, but Kim always remembers, please do give us a five-star review on any of the places that you listen to us. Please. It really helps us out, and we super appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this has been Kim and Kat's Stay Alive. Maybe. Until next week, stay, stay alive. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.